Right, so, but uh, we're going to start with a video. So, Helen, if you help me with that, put all the volume up. I think that, that was one of, still one of my favorite movies of Christmas, and I'm sure some of you have already watched it. Some of you have already played the piano, sing, yeah, I know, all the songs, and I'm sure some of you are going to actually go and watch that movie. That's the, that's the scene that where all the family, McAllister's families, are running, rushing because they need to catch the plane. Okay, this is Home Alone, and uh, you know what? That is even if it's one of my favorite movies, that scene actually makes me think about how, uh, you know, the phenomenon that happens at Christmas, most of us, it could happen to all of us, really. We're just all running around all over the place, and we leave the child behind. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about this this morning. We, we're still, you know, we can get so busy, so visiting, visiting friends, having parties, eating all the good food, even serving at church sometimes. But when we stop and we actually examine our hearts, we lack joy, and we, we are full, we know, temporary laughter, temporary, you know, happiness, but it doesn't last, and sometimes we need to examine our hearts. So I have some really special guests this morning. Matthew was actually mentioning last Sunday, and we were singing about them uh, at the Christmas carol last Friday, so can we give a big applause from far away just to visit us this morning, the three wise men are coming to visit us. And here they come. Look at them. Uh, they are so... Number one over there, number two, number one, two, and three. Perfect. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for coming. Thank you, thank you very much for coming. Thank you very much for coming. Excellent. So surely you know this story. We've actually been mentioning this uh, for the last three Sundays, probably Christmas carols. We all know the story about the three wise men. The story, we can find it in Matthew. Matthew chapter 2 from 1 to 12. We're not going to read it this morning. We read it last Friday. But that's where the story happens. But when you read the story, I don't know if it happens to you, but when I read that story, you know, I'm full of conflicting emotions. It's, it's like reading a really good story and, and what's going on. In one hand, we get all excited about what these three guys did and when, everything, what they're saying and all of that. And in the other side, I get really emotional and scared about, you know, what's going to happen with this beautiful baby in the hands of these horrible Herods. It's like if you actually practice for this. <laughs> so beautiful. So when you read the story in that way, you can see that there's a lot going on. And this morning, we're not actually going to go 
in detail what's going on in those 12 verses, but I would rather would like to hear from them some of the things that they did and that they felt at that time and see if we can actually still apply those things to our lives and this season many, many years later. So the first one then will be, we're going to talk about the right attitude, the right attitude towards Jesus' birth and towards Jesus. So for that, the first uh, wise man is going to say something and help us with. We walked the long way to honor Jesus. Let's say it loud because some people sometimes don't hear. We walked a long way to honor Jesus. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, so the right attitude, honor. Okay, honor. In the one hand, the wise men wanted to honor Jesus. That's the right attitude. They wanted to go and see him, pay tribute to him, show respect to him. You know, to the one that was born king. And if, we read, if you read the story, you notice that it doesn't say the one that was going to be king, but the one that was actually born king. All right? Not that, like Charles. Herod, in, in the other hand, received him with hostility. He wanted to kill him from the very beginning. Okay? Because this seemingly defenseless child was the long-promised king of Israel. And now we know of the world the commentator, there's a commentator, F.F. Bruce, that explains why Matthew actually includes this story in his gospel, and this is what he says. The main purpose is to show the reception given by the world to the newborn King Messiah. And he says, honor, as James was saying, honor from far away, from afar, and hostility at home. So the right attitude, honor. The question for us this morning then is, what is our attitude as we receive the birth of our Savior? What is our attitude towards Jesus? Is it perhaps, perhaps indifferent, a negative response, we don't know what to think? Or do we fill ourselves with the desire to honor Him, to honor Jesus as the wise men did, with admiration and respect? So let's think about that. We truly, truly honor Jesus by lifting him up to have the highest place, the highest place, nothing else, in our hearts, in our minds, and therefore, our lips and our actions. So that's the, right, the, the first thing I would like to, to touch, the right attitude, that's honor. Second one, the right purpose and stance, and we hear from the second wise man. We came, we saw, and we bowed to worship Jesus. Yes. Beautiful. So they came, they saw, they bowed, and they worshiped. So what's the right purpose and the right stance? Christmas is worship. Worship. So this makes us think about, you know, Analyze or think about the purpose which we may many times approach Jesus. In the case of the wise men, they arrived to Jerusalem to worship the king who had been born. Of course, the king was just a helpless boy that probably was just crying and crying as the other babies do. 
But the, the, the wise men actually recognized that that baby was the king. Now we know the king was not just the king of Israel, but the king of all the nations. We were celebrating a week ago the international carols, and we were celebrating him as the king of all nations, the king of the universe. So the purpose was to reaching Jerusalem was to, in verse 2 you can find this, was to worship Jesus. How we, are we approaching Jesus this season? Are we approaching him to worship him? Or do we sometimes intend to do like Herod? Like deep down, we want actually to prevent him from reigning in our lives. So let's devote our words, actions, and attitudes this season, and every season really. Let's totally focus on him. So the first one then is the right attitude. Let's give Jesus honor. Second one, the right purpose. Let's give Jesus all the worship that only Jesus deserves. And the third one then is the right outcome. The right outcome. And we have our third wise man to say, coming to say something. Come here. We were filled with joy because of and by Jesus. These guys are amazing. <laughs> when they, so they, we, in, so the, the right outcome is incomparable joy. He says, we were filled with joy when we saw the star. But you know what? When they saw the star stop there, and the, the Bible says that they were filled with this amazing joy, okay, because we actually, they found what they traveled so far, uh, you know, for and what they, they actually what they have been inquired about for so long, they actually found it. We don't know what kind of star it was, and we're not going to start discussing that because you know there's many theories out there. We don't know what it was, but that what we really know is that they knew these guys knew that that was a sign, a sign to find the king, the king that was just born, the king of Israel. We were reading last Sunday in Numbers 24, 17, and I'm going to quote it again. This uh, uh, is, a, is a promise, you know, a promise of the rising star of Israel. It's talking about Jesus. Matt was actually mentioning that last week. It's a prophecy of the arrival of the Messiah. So that's, that's the star was telling these, these guys what it was. But the point of the star is that the star was not the end in itself, and we need to remember this. They were not like jumping and crying of joys because the star suddenly stopped and they didn't, they didn't need to continue walking for more miles. They were actually overjoyed of joy because the star was just a guide to what the means was. And so the star was, the, was not the end, it was just the means that God was using to guide them to the king. So what was the end actually? To find Jesus. And God was leading them to the true source of joy. The wise men were filled with joy because they would finally meet the King of Kings who has been born in such humble conditions. Now listen to these questions. Do you want joy in this season that is not temporal? Joy that surpasses all understanding. Just think about that. Joy that sustains you through any difficult 
situation. And I was having a chat with some of you this morning, telling me about you know, difficult things that you're going through. This kind of joy can actually see you through all of those difficult situations. Do you want joy that never, ever fades, no matter what? Let's come to Jesus. Come to Jesus this morning. If you don't know him, it's a good time. Christmas, today is a good time for you to, to find out more about Jesus. If you already know him, come back to him again, because he's the true source of joy. Now, remember that Christmas, as my really good friend Andy Williams always says, is the most wonderful time <laughs> of the year. And it is. It's absolutely wonderful. It's so wonderful that the Bertrands celebrate two Christmases days. One today, one tomorrow. I just love it. Christmas is the most, most wonderful time of the year. But Christmas is not an end. Let's not forget the child while we're all running around, getting busy with all the things. Let's not ignore him because all the worries and stresses of this season. Let's honor him. Let's worship him. In him, we find forgiveness for our sins. And it's only in him that we find eternal joy. Now, let's celebrate. Let's celebrate with all the food you have. Let's celebrate with all the family traditions that you have, that we all have. But let's remember today, let's remember today that Christmas is just a treasure map. And Jesus, and only Jesus, is the real treasure. Amen? Amen. Let's give another applause to the wise men. Thank you very much, guys. You can go back to your seats. And James, James actually was telling me that at the end of the meeting, kids, raise your hand if you are kids. All right, at the end of the meeting, the wise men are going to be in that corner with Becky, and they have a little treat for all the kids here. So you go at the end of the meeting to that corner. So Jesus, a real treasure. Yep. Shall we all pray? Let's stand and pray. Jesus, you are so, so beautiful, so, so wonderful, and uh, we just uh, want to say this, uh, this morning here um, that we love you. We love you with all our hearts. Jesus, we pray that we're not going to get distracted, uh, that yes, we're going to enjoy everything that this wonderful season brings. All the, all the parties, all the food, all the same family, that's just wonderful things that you actually have given us to enjoy. But we're not going to let those things to distract us from what is really important, which is you. You came to this earth as a baby, and we know what you did later on. You grew up, but you died on a cross to give us salvation, to give us eternal life and eternal joy. So, Lord... Help us to focus our minds in you and enjoy the rest, but focus our minds in you and to share this good news with others. In the name of Jesus, amen.